Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker and we're here to review the Austrian Grand Prix. We've got a full house today, there's six of us here. We've got our five ever-present cast members um, and we've got a special guest with us. We've got um, Steph joining us from All About Steph One, who's also part of the F-Series. Steph, how are you keeping? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm very, very excited to get into this today. Nice to hear. Nice to hear. Yeah, you you got some great stuff on YouTube. To be honest with you, I like your you. your YouTube channel. It's got a bit of um, a bit of some edgier F one content, as I like to describe it. I like. Okay. No, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I, I I like the stuff that you've done. Um, like the comparison between Formula One, Formula E. Yeah. Your driver predictions. What makes a Grade One F one circuit? So, yeah, some 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 real good content there. I like it. I like it. Thank but um. You. Enough of that. Tell us quickly about your F1 story. Why, why are you into F1? Who's your favourite driver, track, team? All right. Well, I don't really have a story. I don't know. I got into Formula One basically because my dad watched Formula One and my parents were into Formula One. They were they like met and bonded over Formula One. So it's always been kind of like just ever present in my family and stuff. With regards to favourite driver, don't really have one. I'm very... I don't like to call myself a glory hunter, but I do like to follow where the success goes. So, uh, but I've always been into Lewis and Daniel Ricciardo. They are my top guys. Have always supported, um, and the highs and the lows. And I don't really have a favorite team. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit boring. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's nice to hear. It's, it, it's funny how you mentioned um, you just follow you know, the favourite driver or whoever's winning. I think Richard took that on at the start of this year because I, all of a sudden he just became a Max Verstappen fan out of nowhere. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't do, don't, let's, let's not do this. Don't cap on my mate. Let's not do this. I'm not a Max Verstappen fan. I just have an agenda against Charles Leclerc, aka oh. the James Bond region. So therefore, okay. I like to use him as a prop to bash your boy. That's you know what I'm Richard, you remember having to Kunle when Kunle backed Bottas one time and now he's stuck with Bottas. You're stuck with Max now. <laughs> You're stuck. Listen. It was after, you know when? It was after we'd done our um, Young Driver pod and you picked Max Verstappen straight away. And that's when we were like, okay, that's it. Richard's a, a Max Verstappen fan here. You, you've who, got who, the title who else now, was I meant to pick? Who else was I meant to pick? You think I, pick, I was picking your boy? That little Fugazi fraud. <laughs> That Monogas Maldonado. <laughs> that little James Bond region. You think I was going to pick him over Max? You're, ma you're moving mad. You're moving mad. Oh, Never picking free. him. See, anyways, there you go. Three minutes in and already um, 
we're, we're coming for the driver of the day. But I don't know why. I don't know why we're coming for the driver of the day because he was voted driver of the day. But we don't know we'll why he was voted driver of the day. Should have been his teammate, but hey ho, I digress. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the Styrian Grand Prix, Styrian. Yeah, you guys got on to me about that, by the way. It was it was the Austrian Grand Prix first, then the Styrian. So I thought it was the same one this year. Guys, man. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, um, a- ahead of the race, we had um, a bit of action in FP1. We saw um, Bottas doing a bit of a, you know, a bit of a pirouette in the pit lane. Um, Richard, let, let, me, let me come to you on this. Um, what was going on there? There was a lot of content, a lot of laughs, but I mean, it was a bit dangerous as well, considering you have, um, you know, pit crew out there in the pit lane. But um, yeah, just just talk us through what happened there. Yeah, so Mercedes wanted to try um, something different in terms of the pit stops. They wanted to try and see if they can help Bottas get a faster um, getaway. So like, okay, let's try in second to see if that will work. But for whatever reason, the um, the tyres just spawned too much. As soon, as soon as it hit like the white line, basically, he lost control of the car, the back end came out, and then just done like a, a mini pirouette, basically. Now, it was dangerous, but it wasn't as dangerous what people were making out. I've seen people saying, oh, we could have killed someone. Oh, we could have been, oh, like the disaster, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, it was dangerous, but depending on what angle you look at it from, he wasn't technically near anyone, and he did control the style from it being worse. But as you, as you know, people have a boss agenda, like we do, obviously, but people won't want to admit that. So... You know, we then heard on FIA radio, you know, um, someone from McLaren saying to Michael Massey, oh, look, that was absolutely dangerous. Could have took out one of the guys. I mean, yeah, it, a less competent driver, maybe like a Mazman, probably wouldn't have held the side and he would have just wiped out like 10 man. Maybe so. But look, as much as we blast Bottas, he's not like, he's not a clown. He, in that situation, he's experienced enough to hold um, a mistake like that basically and it's more of us on the team it's not like as far as I'm I don't think Bottas elected to to have that type of getaway is one on the team trying something new and using Bottas as the guinea pig it's just that he got the wrong end of the stick as to where it's went wrong from everyone's just pointing at Bottas but you know it's more you know buffoon as I as I said on the uh, Twitter accounts it's house of buffoons basically when it comes to Mercedes you know it's just, oh, let's try something new. We're overconfident, whatever, whatever. And then this, you know, this um, this thing where almost they sometimes get away with certain criticism. Like, they just look, certain people just look quick to um, attack the drivers. And more time, it's the team that's put them in that position. So, yeah, I mean, it could it could have got ugly in, a, in another day. But you need to be a man. No one got hit at the end of the day. So, it's just one of those things, really. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, look, thank God no one got hurt. Um, but I think what you did mention, though, was Mercedes are just maybe being overconfident. I think you can also look at it in the flip side that Mercedes are like trying every method in the book to gain an advantage. Because what we saw today, quite clearly, the Red Bull, especially in Max Verstappen's hands, is a very, very quick car. Um, and I suppose going into the race itself, um, Max, from the start, really had it under control. It was 
in all honesty, a dominant display. I think before Lewis made his final pit stop to, to attack the fastest lap, I think it was about 14 to 13 seconds clear of him. Um, there was no real threat from Hamilton there. Um, let me come to you on this, Celia. Um, talk to me about Max Verstappen. Talk to me about that Red Bull car because, yeah, it's pretty impressive, especially today. Do you know what? As As much as it pains me to say, Max had a great drive. From from beginning to end, to be fair, from what I saw, he he had a good drive. He put in a, it's awful to say it. I hate to admit it, but he did. He he did a good job. I mean, in terms of the pace of the car, um, we were all having a discussion, and um, I saw some people on Twitter. We were saying that the pace just looked absolutely crazy, and to have that sort of gap was ridiculous um and I know that people were saying is there anything illegal that um Red Bull have done to gain this sort of advantage because honestly it was a lot to this race was I think probably the most glaring of them all um even when you look back at previous um races at that same track you never see that sort of distance between um the the winner he even did Max even did something really cocky and like literally slowed right down that, the end. That, yeah <laughs> and yeah I can't lie yeah if, if Lewis had done that I don't know what sort of reaction that would have got but that's that's not the point that's not the point of today but so yeah um however when you hear obviously Hamilton was saying that they've actually done no upgrades on the car since we all know that the new regulation that came in affected low rate cars a lot a lot more than high rate cars because even when we compare it to when we look at Aston Martin which last year was the pink Mercedes they've they uh, last year they were actually in the midfield battle quite heavily and they were they were a good contender this year they're completely wiped out um so obviously we do know that the new regs have had um an effect on low rate cars and Mercedes have come out and said that they are focusing on 2022 and they're focusing on that car. So obviously, I guess what we're seeing is the gap getting bigger because Red Bull are throwing everything into this engine that they can right now. So they're getting, they are making the improvements and for all intents purposes, Mercedes are basically staying stationary. And so the Red Bull are getting faster and Mercedes just look, um, I don't just just look woeful. Um, but Maxon himself put in a very strong drive. Even Perez, like even the first his start, I think he had the fastest start actually um, in in this race, and he actually um, overtook Norris, and Norris did well and fought back. But um, in terms of pace, and the only reason why Bottas actually got ahead was because they had. Their, their pit stop. Pit I don't stop. know what happened for um, Red Bull's pit stop with Perez. I mean, they really need to relax because they're the best at it. And why is it always with my boy that they're trying to make mistakes? I'm not feeling it. Doesn't matter. Even if it has happened and they care, they should fix it. But that's the only reason why Bottas got ahead. And even then, like during the whole race, Perez was still. He, I mean, it seemed that it was quite difficult for um, cars to catch up to each other. However, Perez looked very strong and was taking all of the um, fastest laps until Lewis had to come in and take it. So obviously, at the moment, Red Bull have the stronger, faster, better car. That's basically it. And yeah, there's no driving that Lewis or anyone can do technically that will make up for it. Um even while he was driving, driving, Lewis was asking, "Okay, so how much are we? How much are they gaining, or how much are we losing on the straights?" And they were like two point five, two point five tenths. Yeah. Like it was, 
it's ridiculous how much the difference is at the moment. Um, and I don't know if it's going to get any better because as Mercedes have come out and said, they're not going to do anything because they're looking forward to 2022. So Red Bull are probably risking it and yeah. going all in now. Yeah, I, I just want to pick up on, on one thing you said there, Celia. You said like, you know, if Mercedes are not doing anything, then I think we kind of need to look at their pace as well because just before the pod, we were looking at their times from last year to this year and and Bottas stuck it on pole last year with a 102.9 so 103 this year Hamilton qualified 104 so they're like a second slower from last year to this year now I don't know is there like a regulation change or something that I'm missing here because it seems like as much as Red Bull are getting quicker Mercedes uh quite clearly have got slower now it's time Martin, to Martin, the way you came off mute there, I loved it. It, it, was, it was quicker than Mercedes, the way you came <laughs> off mute. Um, tell us tell us exactly your thoughts on this or, or, or what do you think is going on here? I have, I have a thoughts on this. Um, might not be the most popular view, but I believe that maybe Toto received a strongly worded email or maybe not even a strongly worded email, but maybe just a little something under the table just to say slow it down we've known we know from what's come out this year about engineers that we used to work at mercedes they said that mercedes have been known to turn their engines down to make races some races competitive and they did it in 2014 they did it in 12 i think they did it in 2016 as well and it's only expected that they might have done it again in 2021 going into a new racing season in 2022, new regs, trying to get in the new fans. Liberty Media have come in in the past, what, two, is it two, three years they've been running it now? And mm -hmm. everyone's been calling F1 the past two, three years snoozefest because Mercedes have been trashing everyone. So why not turn the engines down for a couple races at the beginning, help let Sky build up their little, their little Fugazi, talent challenge the same title challenge like sky always jumping the gun on title challenges remember they did it with tottenham in november last year and we saw what <laughs> happened and now they're doing it with red bull and you know what come come spa when when toto says listen i'm not listening to you lot no more i'm turning the engines back up it's it's over it's game over max will be crying max will be going back to his little orchard garden and crying and that's it. Karen Horner will probably go and suffer 10 years of depression more. And you know, it's, that's the way it is. His wife will have to sing him some songs. And <laughs> it is. It is where it is. But as I said, Liberty Media, they know what they just they need. They need the, the excitement. They need to bring it. You know, get the people going. And that's that's it. Can I, can I ask a question? Just um, um, jump. Go for it, Seely. Just quickly, because obviously, if if that's the case, then fair. I mean, I, it sounds a bit wild, but then again, you never know. But could it also be a case, using a football analogy, I mean, hopefully everyone watches football in a sense. Could it be like, you know, when Liverpool were dominate, dominated and won the Premier League and obviously Man City went and, I mean, Pep spent... 100 million on all sorts of defenders, done all that kind of thing, and then came back this year, this season, and basically 
came back and did what was normal. The way we look at Mercedes and the kind of domination that they've had, is this their year break in a sense? And then next year with the new car coming in and taking off? Or The thing with Mercedes is that Mercedes have not really developed their car for the past five years. Like Mercedes has made very minor adjustments to the car. We know this every year. They say they don't really work on, and they're normally a couple years ahead anyway when it comes to these things. That, as we said before, the regulation changes. Mercedes known about the regulation change. They never said one thing about it. They they just said it is where it is. The game's a game, and they just. I mean, yes, I don't think we anticipated how much it will affect them right now, but. It's not they then they're not really complaining about it. They're just taking it on the chin. And I think the most Toto said is like, listen, our competitors want um will find every avenue to attack us. And listen, sometimes you just gotta say, listen, the sport's getting boring now. We need you to make it more exciting for everyone. And that's my that's my so that's my opinion. Do you genuinely think that's what it is? I one hundred percent believe they're just giving it a little excitement. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? We'll come back to the pod in, in a couple of let's weeks' see. time. Or at the end of the season, well, you will come back to November when it's when it's um Max. No, sorry, Hamilton, Max, Bottas. I'm telling you, that's the top three. Actually, maybe not that Bam Bottas, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Perez. Throw in Perez. Throw in Perez because he's doing. Perez, yeah, I mean, I can't I can't put Vettel there no more because that just went out the window. All but, you criminals that put Vettel Perez, in that I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Checo. I should have had more faith in you. You'll be my guy since McLaren, and I, I apologize wholeheartedly. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I mean, look, thanks for that, Mark. I mean, if that is the case, me myself being being a Hamilton and Mercedes fan, I really hope after summer break they can turn the engines up and you know ride off into the distance as champions. But um. Right now, for me personally, it looks like Red Bull have the stronger car and and Max has got the bit between his teeth. I'm going to come to you finally on this, uh, well, final take on this, JL. What do you think is going on um, with Red Bull and Mercedes? Do you think it's, well, it's quite clear to see Mercedes are losing pace and Red Bull have gained it, but what do you reckon is the reasoning behind that? Um, As things have been mentioned, it's just Red Bull have basically from all their money at this quite, quite quite simply and Mercedes have just decided we are 2022 that's the start of a new new era and they know that without without any development they're still the fastest slash second fastest car on the grid so and the belief of Lewis versus Max one-on-one looks they hope Lewis can outdo him and Bottas could potentially outdo Perez. It's just the development from Red Bull, I think, has been faster than they expected it. So what says what fourth win in a row, Red Bull, if I'm not mistaken. So this is, yep. this is not, fourth this win. not yes, it's not what they expected. And this is probably their first serious challenge in four or five years. So I think they they just need to and so and you can see some of the mistakes they're making that they just don't know how to how to react properly with, with just with just having an actual challenge because we because before make a mistake it's fine 
Lucas to get Lucas probably still win. Worst case, Bottas might sneak a cheeky win, maybe a, maybe a cheeky second place. But they are generally in a in a in a dog fight. They don't know how to handle it. Um, maybe after summer they might be better. But I think internally it's like sometimes sometimes you know things come to um, end of error. So that so that the way Toto speaks, he's not he doesn't seem stressed. He doesn't seem like too fast. It might be mm. his outer Austrian German um, demeanor, but he's not he doesn't seem like. It's like, all right, cool. If we lose it, we lose Summer it. Summer break. Yeah. Summer break. <laughs> <laughs> it might be that. Or it might, it might be, come next year, we're going to dominate again. We're going to dominate anyway. So, But do you not think that's, that's too big a risk, though, to put all your eggs into 2022 when you have had such a dominant car in the turbo hybrid era? It just doesn't make sense to me. Because 2022, anyone could... Could could be dominant. It's just too risky. But they said, but, but they've actually said that that's what they're doing, though. I mean, it might sound risky, but they've if they're not making any upgrades, not doing anything. Technically, they're saying that they're done for the year. It, to um, me, that's what that yeah. sounds like. I think I think a lot of teams are saying this because they're just trashed this season. Look, Ferrari and Haas have said it, and we both expect them to be trashed as well. Ferrari yeah. ain't gonna come with a good car next year. We know that for we know that for we know that for a fact. Ferrari are not coming with a good car next year. So <laughs> look at JL. Here's <laughs> where it is. Like they're gonna, everyone's gonna say that we're working on a car for next year. The only team that haven't outwardly come out, you know, is outwardly not doing it is McLaren because they've already spent their two tokens. Um, so they're not gonna have much, I don't, and they don't have much room for flexibility for development for 2022 anyway. So yeah, teams are just gonna come out and say that look, we're focused on 2022. No, you're not. Just take your I, mean, I, I mean, Mercedes are defo focusing on 2022. And it's purely because if you look at Mercedes when we entered the hybrid era, like how Mercedes in 2010, 11, 12 and 13 was just like not good. And then they literally put all their eggs in the basket. They focused on the new regulations. They were miles ahead of everyone else. And that's why we, did, they, we didn't get a Mercedes challenge until like Ferrari in 2017, because everyone was playing catch up because nobody paid attention to the regulations when they changed. And I think that that's where Mercedes is really smart. So even if they do have to take the L this year and lose, if that then means that they're going to win three championships in a row now because nobody else is going to be able to compare to them come 2022, I would take that risk. Maybe they should actually apply that strategy to their races then. (laughs) So what they did do in the race was, um, so we touched on it earlier, Perez had a bit of a slow stop which allowed, obviously, Battery Bottas to, to capitalise straight away because they didn't try and have like a coconut head. They didn't want to be too clever. They didn't want to play the long game. Perez had a bad pit stop. They brought Bottas in straight away. Um, and I think they managed to perform, you know, the overcut. Um, let, me, let me come to you on this, Richard. Bottas, how, how did you assess his performance this weekend? Considering what happened... In FP1, you know, he had a three-place grid penalty. He started fifth. He brought it home in, in third. Yeah, he had a pretty sound race. To be fair, um, well, I didn't really watch practice like too tough, to be fair, in qualifying, but I did see from the timesheets. Like, he was looking pretty, pretty solid, to be fair. I mean, this kind of is one of Bottas' strongest tracks. I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, he won in 2018 and 2019, I think. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah, so this one is like in 2019. 
He won in 2019. Yes. No, 2019 was Max. Oh, he won in 2020. 2020, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, he won yeah. last year. Trust me. Hamilton won yeah. last year. Or one yeah, but there was two. Yeah, there was two. Yeah, one of the yeah. Styrian Austrian, I told you, it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. So this is, you know, one of Bottas's tracks. You know, they say you got Mercedes track, a Red Bull track. This is kind of like a Bottas track in some ways. So he, he did he did pretty well to be fair. He did he did qualify Lewis, didn't he? Yeah, he did qualify out qualify Lewis. Yeah. So yeah, he, he done well in that regard. Of course, he got knocked back to fifth. Um he had a really solid drive. Also, credit to Mercedes, actually, funny enough. They did actually I did tweet from the account that it's good to see them being proactive rather proactive. than reactive, really. Because as soon as uh, I think it was Checo that pits his first, they pit his boss us the lap after the lap yeah. Um, after. Yeah, that was after so slow, slow stop, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, after slow stop, which is there's a bit of conspiracy about behind that. Because this is like almost the second race in a row where he's at like a four second something stop, but hey, we'll yeah. touch on that another time. So yeah, the uh, he, the bosses came in straight after sound, uh, had a two second two second something stop, really sound, ended up in, in front of uh, Checo, performed it really well. So then, of course, in the race was raced with a procession. You know, he was able to manage his tires and whatnot, and able to keep the lead off it, and able to resist any challenge off Checo within the last couple laps because Checo was slowly but surely closing down on him. So maybe, perhaps, I don't know, one more lap, perhaps, Checo might have got him, but I, I actually reckon, you know, that wouldn't have happened because he, he managed to hold down really, really well to hold off Checo, to be fair. So I think today Bottas actually done what he's supposed to and what we want to see more often of him, rather than at the back, sticking the joints out, you know, not falling on the base of land, blaming someone else. This is kind of the bosses that Mercedes wants as well, especially if they're going to take the constructors to Red Bull. Just constantly split the Red Bulls and whatnot, and able to have the, um, I would say, what did I say, the quality? Yeah, the quality to basically hold off as someone as good as Checo. Because we've seen in France, man just busted open, you know, just let him pass, whatever, tried to blame yeah. his tyres, whatever, whatever. It was nasty. But around Austria, he held it down. So, Credit where credit's due. Bottas had a solid race. Did did he hold it down though? No. I think did he did. He actually I hold think, it down. No, he he, he needs, to, needs to be a man in this. Sorry, needs to be a man in this. He's on my bottles here. So <laughs> him. So what is a five out of ten for one man? It's like an eight for him. So in some some regards, him holding off the faster red bull in Checo. Should yeah, it should give him a plaudits. I think it was because sitting on the man wouldn't be able to I hold think, it down. So I'm very sure yeah. he was stuck behind Danny for like a good. Do you know what? I just I, I, don't, I, think, I think we're giving him too much credit because of such subpar driving and behavior <laughs> that he's shown so far. That now the when bar is so low. The bar isn't like, health. Yes. Did you not hear though when it when it was <laughs> last week? Oh, boss, yeah, you're doing so well. Like. No, but no. this is what he needs. He needs that gas. We've seen on drafts no. as well. Someone tweeted something and he got, you know, triggered by it. Like, God knows <laughs> what the tweet was because the amount of shit that we've said, maybe Steph said, maybe all the other people said. Like, I can't think of somebody who hasn't blasted Bottas, but God knows what the tweet was to trigger him. <laughs> but he's a bit of man that he needs that encouragement. He needs that bit of love. Or else he's just going to be moving mad. Like, they need that, especially. 
if supposedly <laughs> you have to turn down their engines. I'm not. I'm so, not. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that, like, maybe because of all that cuddling, we're now looking at an okay drive, saying that yeah, he 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 held Perez off. He technically didn't really hold him off. No, Perez just couldn't nothing. catch up. Yeah, because because in the post, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, he said, had there been one more lap, Perez, Perez would have got him. He said, he said the tires, the tires were finished, done. So he 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 locked out by there being seventy one and not seventy two laps. I think when there it comes to Bottas today, when it comes to Bottas though today, what he did enable was yes, all right, Lewis and Max were already way ahead, but I think Bottas what Bottas enabled was to keep Perez far enough behind and Red Bull have to worry about Perez and Mercedes have to worry about Perez that allowed Hamilton to even just get that extra point. I but feel like exactly. if Bottas isn't there to get that fastest that to pit to get that fastest that if Bottas isn't there and say he's in sixth or seventh, then Perez will be in that window for for to catch Hamilton for that fastest step. So I mean, yeah, look, we're 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 scraping the bottom of the barrel here for Bottas, but okay. it it is you you can say listen, he held up Perez or gave Rebel something to think about to allow Hamilton to get that extra point, which could, I mean, it's, in, my, in my theory, it, it's not going to matter much. He didn't hold up Perez. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to, and I'm not. Okay, I'm let, gonna, yeah, let me, let me be weird. Perez. He didn't, he didn't hold him up. But, but he didn't allow him to get problem. near enough to pass him, basically. No, because, yeah, he was in, in the picture, in it. It's not that he held yeah. him up. He's in the picture. So... Okay. Okay. For once, okay. yeah. Listen, Mercedes okay, in the morning. give all the Kunle, praise that we can to. We'll give it to Kunle. If, if, Bottas, if Bottas is watching this, we need to give him all the morale that we can because <laughs> at least Mercedes is going to win the constructors. Do you know what I mean? At the bare okay, minimum. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay Bottas did a good job. I give it Kunle. I'm like, I'm shouting out your boys. Okay, it's okay. Stop the goat. Yeah. Kunle, wherever, wherever you are, um, when you do watch this, um, I hope you're appreciating the Bottas praise that we're giving him. Um, even though you are complaining in the group chat right now about your internet connection. So hopefully <laughs> in some way you can um, see the praise we're giving Bottas. One driver though, um, who suffered probably the ultimate heartbreak today was George Russell. Um, eight thousandths of a second he qualified. Well, he missed out on, on Q3 by... Um, and he was running really well. I think he was running eighth in the race before he he had to eventually retire with a power unit failure. Let me come to you first on this, Steph. Um, how did you feel seeing that unfold for, for Russell during the race? I don't think you should have come to me first. Might start crying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought it was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and I think even if you're not a George Russell fan like got to you because he's had such oh, oh all right <laughs> apparently not, there's, <laughs> apparently bad not. Vibes. there's bad vibes in this podcast you don't know you're gonna get to learn that people are bad vibes here that's what i'm gonna say no. also, uh, hold on hold on are we expecting another conspiracy we had backhand payments to total wolf then we had dodgy pit stops for sergio perez there cannot <laughs> be a conspiracy marks, for williams on. No, sorry. What's the cons- what is the George Russell Williams conspiracy? I need to know this it's now. Not, it's not even a conspiracy. It's just <laughs> before I need, to, before I leave, well on. It's just another easy track. George is doing well on, and it's like, oh, George Russell, this and that. No, yeah, okay, yes, all right. Williams messed him up today, but that's fine. But it's just another easy track. Look, that track. Even I think I could get around that, and I don't even have driving <laughs> license. 
So we're not even going to no. start with this. We're not even going to start you with just this. Expo- you just expose yourself. <laughs> I don't care. If anything else, care. you expose like, yourself. I don't care. Like, listen, this is a, it's another easy track. Austria, Bahrain, Monaco. These, I mean, Monaco. Not Monaco. Not Monaco. Not Monaco. Sorry, I can't remember that one. He did it right. Shakir. Huh? Shakir Altering. Yeah, that's it. It's just these are easy tracks, man. Just driving in a circle, ten turns. Yeah, but he's driving in the argue one of the worst cars okay. on the grid. Like, I give the man a bit of props for dragging that piece of absolute trash up into Q If Bottas was in that Williams, if Bottas was in that Williams right now, you could best believe he would be sat there in P eighteen, probably in front of the Hasses, and that's it. So, George Russell. Good, good job, bro. I'm sad for you that Williams another really easy track, Another easy track for him to tick off his uh, list. That's it. Do it. At, do it at a proper track. Do it. No, at a proper so race track. Though, I think I don't think the car. I don't think the car can perform at a proper track. Honestly speaking, and I do think that they just. I was saying this the other day. I think Mercedes need to think about what they're going to do with him because honestly, it's becoming. It's even the pundits. Like everyone, it's just. Every day it's more and more heartbreaking. Like when he missed, um, was it how when he missed qualifying into Q1, like was it 800 of a second? I don't remember, but it was thousands, yeah, eight thousands of a second. Like it was so so close, and then he ended up obviously because of Gasly, not Gasly, sorry, what's his name, Yuki. He ended up starting in, in was it P10? Yeah, he started, he started in the points. And for him to not finish, not because of anything he's done, not driver error, not anything, it's just very unfortunate. It's very similar to the race where everyone said, oh, yeah, well, he was in a Mercedes and um, it was an easy track and people were telling him what to do. OK, fair, but it's just a shame because he's, it's, it's something like you see someone so close yet so far. And he, I don't think he deserves that. I think he's good enough to deserve an actual fight. Like, look at Norris. Look at all his mates having like actual fighting chances, and he's there in a crimson crown. Alex Albon. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Albon has oh. entered the chat. There you go. <laughs> just, 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 he was just in a crimson crown car, and it's just not fair on him. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give the boy this. He has good one lap pace. Um, uh, race management, I've yet to see more. I would like to see more from him in terms of race management. I think he could show a bit more of that in the Williams. I feel like sometimes, he, yes, the Williams car could be bad and he does well a lot of the time to get to the end of the race. But I feel like there isn't that race management de- element to his um, race day. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's, there's for me, there's something missing. And then Listen, I'm just waiting for him to get into that Mercedes so people can see that. Listen, I'm not saying not I'm everybody, not saying not that everybody's a I'm not even saying, honestly, I'm not even saying that he's, I don't know how much quality, I don't know what he's going to do. My point is just that I think it's rather unfair to leave him in the Williams. He he out he outperforms his teammate at any given time. I just I just genuinely think, and he's been there how long now? What's what year is this? Year three? It's fair, Third year. Third year. Yeah, come on, man. I feel, honestly, it's not about Mercedes now. It's just that if he's not gonna go to Mercedes, let him do something because he's almost wasting away. Not wasting away. I feel like it's harsh. But look at how Norris is now shining. He's he's shiny. In a couple of in a couple of, of I don't know how long his contract that he signed with his new contract is, but people were saying why did he sign so early? He's got such good prospects. But with with George, 
no one else is even looking at him because no one else can even, you can see it, but you can't quite see it. And he's still a Mercedes man. And they're always talking to him about what if Bottas isn't there. But then people are saying, is he is he good enough for Mercedes? So I just feel like it's really, t- I really, I think it's just really harsh of him. But George, like, George does that. George does, he's, he's, it's like, the reason why no one goes for George is because George is always in the Mercedes garage. So he, on, on free practice, on qualifying, when he's not with Williams doing his meetings and stuff, he'll probably be with the Mercedes guys and he will, he'll be taking notes, he'll be learning things, he'll be getting to know the engineers and stuff. He's He's been involved in the programme, he's very deep in it. Like, it's not to say that, oh, um, he's just there with the Williams guys and he's just stopped like, bumming it out there. He's actually, he gets taken into the, um, to, to the, uh, uh, to the Mercedes and he's with that team. So, it's only a matter of time, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what he does in the Mercedes, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully he can. He doesn't have to carry on doing community service at Williams and actually, you know, extract his talents at Mercedes because three years now that's that's a long time for you to be doing community service. It's too like, long. You know I mean? That's that's a very long time, it's especially when you're long. seeing your your GP two mates. You know, like Norris, their albums. You know, out of the seat, but still, he's still in with Red Bull. You know, doing so much better than you. So hopefully, common sense will prevail. And they swap, you know. I mean, rumors that they're up in that Silverstone, but I don't think I don't think it'll happen that soon. But hey, who knows? Bottas is fighting for his life. He's a goner. He's a goner. I'm driving for my life. <laughs> um, one other driver today who um, fought from an almighty seventh place on the grid to seventh place when it came to the uh, final standings was um, Charles Leclerc. He got off to a start that was pretty chaotic, to be honest with you. There was bits of carbon flying around. He was clashing with Gasly twice, clashed with Gasly. Um, He then fell to the back of the grid as a result of the pit stops and then fought his way back up to seventh. F1 gave him driver of the day. Um, Jay, I'm going to come to you on this. The floor is yours. Tell us why right. it's driver of the day. Firstly, let's 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 correct some things here. The incident at the start um, was the first incident with him and Gasly was just a race incident. You know, too many cars, not enough track. Cool. So he goes off, and then um, then he's come back on right. And for my for my eyes, as an unbiased fan, it looks like Gasly's trying to go back onto the racing line. So, and at the same time, Leclerc trying to move like um, to his right. Now, into, <laughs> move, move into his right because he assumed Gasly would have by now, obviously, would have been further ahead. Now, is it his fault? Recent incident, it happens, right? Cool. Yes, it's his fault. Yeah. The time. Oh, God, Neil. Where's the penalty if it was his fault? Because I think there would have been a uh, a penalty involved. Or you know, maybe let's FIA. Talk about these maybe, to, to be fair, maybe FIA just run through F one, but it's okay. No, no. As I said, as I said, as I said, yeah. If you watch the video, as he's moving to the right, Gasly's moving, trying to move back into the the racing line, right? So it is his fault for for having poor peripheral vision and understanding where Gasly's rear wheel is. But I think that's because Gazi's moving to the left. Now, fine, he holds that. Now, obviously, you know, unfortunately, it affects Gazi's race. 
he ends up going in the pit. And from there, I mean, I'm said in Discord, Ferrari are in the mods. Like, I think at that point, he was 18th, Sainz was, I think, 11th or 13th. So to come back from basically lost to yes, yes, Richard, before you start, yes, he came back, went back to where he started, fair. <laughs> but for where he was on, I mean, quintessentially, he was, well, outside Max, probably the best driver on that, on that grid that day after that one. <laughs> look around and sorry, who, okay. who else who else did more overtakes who else um let's let's not let's not talk about where he started best way he finished from where he was at one point to where he ended up he was quintessentially the driver of the day so it doesn't matter if the reason why you got to the back was your fault you still have to as a driver inform the one like shake that off and um and get back to what's expected of you. And and he did. Because if this way, this way, as he not got back to Sam and he was like 11 of 12, right now he'd be what? Donkey the day. Would he not? So Probably. to me, yeah, so to me, who else bar Charles Leclerc, who went from 18 back to 17, back to seven, whatever whatever you want to call it, whatever, yeah, did had a better drive than him, bar Max, who he said from, from, from the first corner, he was clear. There is no... There so, is no, so, so if you're watching on YouTube, you would have seen the amount of reactions that Richard is doing. He's been tilting his head. He's been checking around. He's been covering his eyes. Richard, come off mute, bro. Tell us why. Name? Tell us why he wasn't driver of the day and who, who you would have given driver of the day to. I'm sick to death. The absolute terrorist, the monogast Saddam Hussein, getting all this praise for not for what going from seventh to seventh. That's all he did. He went from seventh to seventh. That's all he did. I expect him, yes, to go through the field. Missing context. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, context of you taking a man out and then I'm to correct your own mistake. You want to go from seventh to seventh. Yes, that's the call. All right, so let's talk about the, let's talk about the first call. Let's talk about the first two, okay? So they go. So you have a lot. So you have Spanish Ayada, whatever Alonso. You've got Gasly, and you've got Leclerc. All going into turn one. Okay, cool. Gasly sandwiched in. Cool. There's no way he can go. So yeah, there's a recent incident where Gasly, Gasly and Leclerc touch each other. Cool. I won't put too much blame on the man of Goslad, but whatever. So then, as they get back onto the track, as Gazi's moving towards the left, for some reason, Claire starts to not back off and move towards the right and take out and give him Gazi a puncher. Unprovoked, absolutely unprovoked, give him a puncher wait, and ruin his race. Wait, well, so why then. Wait, sorry, you're asking the Formula One driver in turn what, one or two to back off. Who does that? No, 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 no. The team was already made. I'm talking about the second incident. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, second, second, yeah. So he's trying, so he's trying to get back onto the onto basically. No, no, no. I, I, I've already said. I've already said that instance. That's a recent incident in yeah. your house. So I'm not getting on some for there, even though I like to. I'm saying for the second one, unprovoked, where he's punctured Gasly for no reason, because the spatial awareness is absolutely trash, and he always has to cause incidents and. Crash into we seen it last year 
with Vettel. We've seen it another times in didn't, the in didn't the, he have his, to apologize uh, to Perez? Didn't he go and apologize to Perez? And then wasn't that the race that Perez went on to win? Was that not him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. But let's yeah, let's keep on the, let's, 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 keep, let's keep on this season. Yeah, let's keep on this season though, because you know, well, a couple of people are getting yeah. a bit emotional. No, Anakin, <laughs> JLT included. So let's keep it on this season, yeah. So we see it later on in the race as the kids cut through the field, dark bomb and everywhere. That's especially the dark bomb. Um, he almost, I think, he causes damage to Raikkonen's front wing as well, the front end plates as well. And he was ahead. He was ahead. Now, Raikkonen says it on HP, whatever. No, I think I'm speaking. I don't want to hear it. What? So, um, you know, Leclerc ahead, whatever, whatever. And then Raikkonen's behind, him. and for whatever reason, Leclerc, I think, sort of like leans towards the right a bit. It's causing damage on Raikkonen's front end plates. Why is that? Man is behind you. What are you playing on? And next thing you know, he's getting he gets a little Fugazi seventh, going from seventh to seventh. Gets this Fugazi drive of the day. Listen, I'm sick to death of that youth. I'm sick to death of him. I'm sick to death of the praise. I'm sick to death of the fan base. I'm sick to death of him causing of him being a dangerous driver. I'm not getting um any penalties or even blasted by the F1 community. It's a joke, it's an absolute joke. The guy. Is a joke. He's not better than Max. You'll never pretty be better privileged. than Max. It's pretty privileged. There you go. Those white privilege. That's what it is. It's white privilege. It's, it's That's what it is. Privilege Ferrari privilege. It's for your boy. Go on. No, we get that. We get that. Now, the Raikkonen incident, yeah, he, he, he got elbows out. And I'll admit, I will admit, even as a fan, his spatial awareness is questionable. It's trash. No, no, call it out. It's trash. Don't sugarcoat it. It's trash. <laughs> it's all right. It's It's trash. Don't sugarcoat it. All right. It's, it's, not, it's not the best. It's not the best in the world, right? However, I will say this is what his third season of Formula One or fourth. fourth. I think it's probably fourth. Yes, so first, yes, fourth. Fourth. Yeah, fourth. So, so I think. I just think okay. No drivers put well, a few drivers are absolutely, you know, the pinnacle of pinnacle, right? And some have things to work on. The reason I'm a fan of him is I believe for that one thing that he can work on, I think he's a talented, talented driver. I do agree that the love thing he gets from the broad community is a bit insane. Um I wouldn't do I say I'm still questionable is Max better than him because I think Ferrari's a it's a terrible car. And we've seen Max for seven seasons now. So he has that body of work for you to say. It's like it's like um it's like watching Leicester. You've seen Leicester in the championship, so you knew so you knew they were crap. Now they're up there, so you so you that's that body of work. Whereas now the clear's like, you know, he's that new shiny toy, you still don't know. So I will defend him as far as I can. Um I do admit the loving is sick. However, that, that's heritage, isn't it? You're part of it though, so aren't you being a hypocrite? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll call him out. I'll call him out. I, I name name a time. Give a seat. When it happens, isn't it? When it happens. Oh, <laughs> I called that. So you don't yet. call him out. It's not happening. So yet. you're part of the problem. That's what you are, Jay. You're part of the problem. You're twig for that absolute bomb, and you'll say, "I'll oh, call him out." You're not going to call him out. You didn't call him out today. You will say, "Ah, oh, it's Gassy's fault." Da, da, da. No, 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 no. I digress. No, you know, when you take someone out, yeah, proper, and it's, it's a bad accident, you better talk up. I'll be on to you. I swear to God, I'll be on to you. 
I'm on to, I'm gonna be on to you as well, Anik. I'll be on to you as well. I'll be on to all you little Leclerc Leclerc have, Bay have, Twigaholics. I'll be on to all these, trust me. I'll be on to you all these. Steph, let me come to you. What's your thoughts on Leclerc? Oh, right. Do you know what? I like Leclerc. I like him as a driver. I do. I like him. I do. I'm a fan. I do think today was questionable. I don't know. I just think there's something really likable by him. I also think he's got incredible one lap pace. Like, he is up that he's better than Max in terms of qualifying. Give him the right car. Like, he will do it on a Saturday. He's like better than George. I think he's maybe not better than Lewis because Lewis is, you know, Mr qualifying but like i just think leclerc is great and once he has a car that's you know not illegal and that can compete talk about it talk about it (laughs) because they tried to call it clever (laughs) when he has a car that is completely legal and can compete at the top i think he'll do bits um so i'm just waiting for that day but i do think today was do you want to know what it is do you remember 2019 austria when he was winning until like the second to last lap and and he was trying to be like nice about it and then max got his elbows out and like pushed him off i think it was like turn three or four where he like pushed him wide and then leclerc was like that should have been a penalty and max was like nah and kept the win i feel like ever since then leclerc has had his elbows out he doesn't care if do you know what if he's not if max isn't going to get a penalty for that why should i you know be respectful of you know pierre gasly's wing wheel that's the word why should i yeah why should i give him this picture you know what i mean i just feel like he's a bit more aggressive now and i feel like i've seen that in quite a few of his um other races and while i would place the blame for that incident on leclerc i don't think you can i, th- I do still think he had a strong drive but my problem with driver of the day is the fact that max gets it when he doesn't deserve it and then when max puts in a stellar performance he, exactly. does, he doesn't get it. Like, I'm sorry. It's, Max it's, it's deserved driver confusing. of the day today. He literally went from, from P1 to P1. He finished, like, what, 35 seconds ahead of the car behind him, which is Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion. Put the respect on that man's name. He deserved driver of the day today. I'm sorry. Oh. When he's, like, left, right, and centre. No. Oh. <laughs> No. Yes, I'm, trig- I'm triggered everyone again. No. I'm never I'm never coming back. I'm never coming back. No. <laughs> now to be fair, Steph, you make a good point. To be fair, I mean I mean maybe the car maybe the rebel is illegal. Maybe that rebel is illegal because it is a bit sus that he finished basically if you don't count Lewis's pit stop as the end, basically like 15 seconds ahead. Come on, like, man. He even slowed the end. Unless Lewis is preserving tires or something that, that like that. was a bit cocky, that, to be fair. Yeah, that was a bit different. Nah, I, I respect it. I can't lie. Right I respect it. I, I can't what, lie. What, you respect Max for doing that? It was Do you know what, I can't lie. I can't lie. I can't Do you know what it is? I want to, but I can't. That's dangerous, by the way. If Lewis That's done dangerous. it, I like it. If Lewis did it, I like it. But if Lewis did it, he could have spun into the pit wall and, you know, caused an accident. If Lewis did it, my only issue, my issue is that he did it in all honesty. My issue is just the it's just the unfair the the fact that not not all drivers would do that and get away get away with it. Max could do it and did it and would get away with it on a normal day to day. What I do like though is that um as Steph was saying about the competitiveness, I do feel like that's coming back slightly more because even in the qualifying when um they were like, Oh yeah, um Lewis overtook some people to try and get a better position when doing his qualifying. I mean, it didn't work out for him, 
but I quite appreciated the fact. I was like, yeah, like this is not like, oh, this is not the gentlemanly way. Okay, cool. This is sports. Like, let's fuck that. We're here to win. Do what you've got to do. To be fair, I mean, the character today was a bit much, and he does it quite often. And sometimes it can be a little bit questionable and a little bit dangerous if we're being honest. But Sorry, in terms of <laughs> but in terms of like the competitiveness, I like it. I there yeah. I do. Also, don't forget guys, this is their home Grand free and it was a dominating a dominating performance. So I don't hold it I don't hold it against him for what he did because of that context. If you did it in Monza, Singapore, you'd be like mm. But it li- literally is their home Grand free and so, yeah, I, I, I don't blame him. It's a drawing, but I don't blame him. Summer break. Summer break. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> do you think, hold on, do you think Hamilton's doing that at Silverstone if he wins it by 40 seconds? You know what? You know what? I actually, this is another theory I have. Sorry, I just have to say this. Ooh, I've been disappointed in Hamilton. I was very disappointed in Hamilton today because he, why was he so far back? And you know what? There's there's something I've seen in Hamilton over the past five races that I've never seen since 2007. Sheer desperation. Like, I've never seen Hamilton so desperate. And I don't think it's because of the title challenge, because we know what the title challenge is. I think he has a story. He's a man of stories, and he wants the story to be perfect for him. How many race wins is he on at the moment? 98. I remember I said it on a pod a couple weeks ago. 100 at Silverstone. That's what he wanted. That's what he wants. And he's been desperate to get that 99 win. Because you see, for me, I think he would have given Max the win at Austria and Asteria and France had he got it in Baku. I think he would have given those wins up just so he can get the perfect storyline and get 100 wins. At Silverstone, but that was his fault. There's there's so much because you get so much criticism by the British public and the British media. There's so it's his home. It's also his home race. You'll have all the hopefully now he would have had all the fans there. It would have been the perfect story for Hamilton, and I feel like he was really desperate. And this weekend, I felt that desperation even more. And he was trying to push everything he could to get out of that car. And he was just not, and he was just, just going back and back and back. But and I don't like, think, I don't, I don't think that was, I think, yes, he was pushing. Um, I don't think, I just think the car didn't have the pace. I don't think it was anything that he did. They told him push, he pushed, the tyres, the tyres didn't, the tyres didn't hold. It, it was, wasn't, I don't, I genuinely don't he think. He was doing track limits. That, I don't think, I don't think that was, I don't think that was him. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, I don't know what. As you said, if this doesn't match your story, though, your theories are confusing me because yeah. your first theory said that. No, no, wait, seriously. So they're going to turn what, up a silver what Mercedes plan is What Mercedes' plan and Lewis's plan are two different things. Okay, no, okay, so wait. Because also, I'm not going to lie, the race two weeks ago when, or was it not two weeks ago, whenever Lewis made that stupid mistake. Baku. Baku. Stupid. Absolutely stupid and nonsense. And look now, I'm so sorry, I still can't go over that. But anyways, 
all I'm trying to say is your stories are not matching because that's, women that's what I said, that's Mercedes that's are that's why I said it's at the moment. But Lewis wants to win a hundred at Silverstone and wouldn't care. Yeah, like, this is not this is this is nothing. This is the the math is my thing because what Lewis's plan is and Toto's plan are two different things. They, they don't, the two can exist in the same balance, okay? No, but, but because, you see, but that's, that will be Mercedes' downfall. Like, Mercedes huh? have always been those people that have always been on the same page engineers, Listen. drivers, Toto, every single person on that team. And at the moment, in all honesty, it looks you know like they're yeah, just out of sync. I, th- I don't think it's a thing that you'll outly come out with if you want the 100 at Silverstone. You wouldn't say, let's give them the win. Imagine going, me going to Toto and say, I'm, I'm your number one driver. And I'm like, oh, can we lose the next three races so I can get my 100th at uh, Silverstone? You're not going to come out with that as a driver, as an employee. You're still an employee. You're not going to come out with that. Even though you may want it to happen, you're not going to go to your boss and say, let's lose the next three races. It doesn't make sense, does it? That is something you have to keep to yourself. And I feel like he actually wants that 100 at Silverstone. And he knows, Lewis knows, Lewis knows he can catch up. So he's like, yes, I can give them the two Austrias and uh, Ricard if I won at Baku. Those three races, you can say, I'll give it to you because I know I will catch you up because we know the Mercedes strong tracks are still yet to come as well. They still got a few tracks where they're really strong at where they um they will dominate uh, Red Bull, but at the moment it, it's just it's just not working out. He has to win next week and the week after that, and, and then in Silverstone, I feel this is why I see the desperation is coming from Lewis. It's reeking a desperation right now, rather than actual more for the title. I feel like for the title he's calm about that. Toto's calm about that. Everyone's calm. I'm not about calm about it. I'll be honest with you. I'm not calm about it. Yeah. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all yet. I mean, the worry's at two percent. The worry's at two percent. But <laughs> like, yeah, Mart, I can't. I can't lie to you. I, I don't think Mercedes are about that. Thank no, you. Actually, not Mercedes. It's not it's making Mercedes. No, no, no. Whoever, whoever, no, whoever it is, whether it's Lewis. Or, yeah, in his head, theoretically, Lewis would yeah. not get a hundred winner Silverstone, of course. But do yeah. you think he's purposefully like staying on ninety-eight up until now? So no, maybe get 99 no, next week, and then and he's no, a I, I'm saying, I think he wanted 99 by now. He wanted 99 by now. I think he would have left these, these three. I mean, you, I'm not but saying you would have left it. How can you would, be honest? I just can't understand. Honestly, I don't speaking. think he would have put maximum effort. Let's say, let's put it this way I don't think he would have put maximum effort the way he is at the moment to win these races he is now, the way he's trying to now. Because I feel like he wants that hundred at Silverstone. Mark, I, Mark's can't like no, it's. I no, think we're gonna have no, to agree no, no. to disagree. You need to bear the man. You need to bear the man. It doesn't sound right. I, 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 yeah, I you need to bear the man. Lewis is in the title race. You think he's gonna give up? You know, it's not the title race. It's not a title it's race a, when it's eight yet races in, mate. It's eight races Mark. in. It's not a title race. There's still fifteen Drop. to go. I worry. I'm worried. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're right, you're right. And I'm not the one saying that this is over. I'm not saying it's over, it? But I'm also not saying that Mercedes are tailing off or Lewis is tailing off to try and, you know, map out to, you know, try and get 100 for Silverstone. He wants to get number eight. That is the sole objective. It doesn't matter whether it comes at Abu Dhabi or in Brazil or wherever. He wants to get number eight. Him getting 100 win of Silverstone, yeah, it would be great. But 
you'd rather get it sooner rather than later in I the grand scheme of things. I, I told really? you, Mercedes, Mercedes still have a few strong tracks left they, they to go, okay? So they still got a few tracks left to go where they're really strong at, where they could dominate. He can get race number at round 10, yeah? If you could be within, what, 20 points of Verstappen, even if you get your 100, what he's doing now, he's within, what, is it 30-something points of Verstappen at the moment? That's I think it's 17. It's, it's 18 points at the moment. Oh, it's 18 points. Even better. Look, it's, it's simple to catch up. It's easy to catch up. It's not, it's not going to be a thing for him. I'm going to tell you the points are going to be under 20 I'll, by round 10. And you say, oh, yeah, I can leave it to round 10, get my 100 wins. And then you know what? After that, that's it. Number eight is coming home. Okay. Mark, do you believe the earth is flat? I mean, what? Mark. <laughs> You leave the air for flat. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I've been on an airplane, so I know it's not flat. <laughs> Listen, much, much. I respect the, I respect the optimism. Um, for my personal view, I really hope he does bring home number eight. But for me, right now, it's looking, looking a bit sticky. Um, Steph, Listen, when he does it, I'm dropping the comp. Yeah, I've got the comp ready. The comp good. is coming. I'll be I'm here for it. I'll be here for it. I'm here for it. I'm going to find Mahad and Richard as well. I'm going to. Make sure I um, let them know. But final thoughts um, on uh, on on the Mazepin Award, Steph. So we we do this every week, what well, every race week. Um, basically, our stinker of the weekend, our donkey of the day, one who didn't perform. Um, there's a few mentions out there: Latifi, Ricardo. Who's yours? I I'm going with Esteban Ocon because he had a bad weekend. And it's ever since okay. he's announced this new three-year deal with Alpine, he's been in the mud. Ooh. He's been in the mud and you can't even deny it. At least Ricardo managed to make up a few places before losing them again. Ocon did absolutely nothing. Couldn't even get out of Q1. Now that's embarrassing. If you I, can't I, get I out of Q1... Between... Yeah, yeah the, the gap between him and Alonso in qualifying was... Too much. Quite big. Way too big. But yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, continue, Steph, what you were saying. That's what I was going to say. I just think he was just absolutely nowhere. He wasn't putting the moves on anyone. I can't believe that he finished behind both of the Alphas, other drivers. Just not a good weekend for Esteban Ocon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was... Um, for, for me, it was Ricardo. Um, I think if when, when you compare... I, I know, I think he had a bit of an issue and he lost four four places, even though he made them up. But if you compare what he's doing to what Norris is doing, it's literally night and day. Um, and I would expect him, especially at the start of the year, I would have thought he was, you know, the number one driver there, you know, the senior driver, the driver that Norris can learn a lot from. It's completely the other way around now. Like, I think Norris is doing fantastically well in that car. And um, yeah, look, let's hope for, hopefully... Like in the last race, he came sixth. So I thought, yeah, look, we can see a bit of momentum here. But obviously, it hasn't materialized um, that way for for Danny Rick. La sorry, final final thoughts on 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 the Mazda Spin Award or Mazda Pin Award or Donkey of the Day, whatever it is. JL, who's it going to go to? You know, I can't even remember Ocon at all in the entire race. Like I I I just can't remember him. So I have to give to him. Because at least yeah. Ricardo, he had some issues. I can kind of give him a blind. Ocon was, if you told me he, he came, I could tell. You, I can tell you where he finished. So that's that's enough for me. 
Where did he finish? Shout out Latifi for finishing like 30 seconds behind the house, though. <laughs> don't sl- I don't want to hear any Nikki slander. <laughs> Nikki's a nice Nikki is a nice boy. Nikki? Who is Nikki? <laughs> Nikki. Nikki. No given a nickname. <laughs> yeah, Nikki. Good old Nikki Latifi. Nutella mm. Nikki. He's a uh, nice boy. Nutella Nikki. What about Steph knows who um what's his face? What's his name again? Latifi. That's it, Latifi. I don't want to hear it. I don't she knows who Latifi is. Go to her. Um, Why you say, Marcy, guys... Nikki, you know it's Minaj, yeah? Huh? <laughs> Why you say, Marcy, you know Nikki, you know it's Minaj, yeah? That's it, man. <laughs> Nikki Minaj, that's it. <laughs> All right, guys and girls, I guess on that bombshell, um, we've got to leave it there. It's been fantastic going through the Styrian Grand Prix today. Steph, it's been a pleasure having you on. Hopefully, we can have you back on soon. Hopefully, all these agendas, all these conspiracies hasn't, hasn't put you off us. Um, but yeah, it's been it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be back next week to review the Austrian Grand Prix. Until then, guys, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.